All right, like the song says, let's get it started. My name is Michael Mullis, president of a company called Mortgage Teacher, and we're going to do on this show what we always do, and of course, teach you interesting ways to save you interest. Uh, you know, look at the timing right now. Are we all kind of getting ready and climatizing, per se? I know we finally saw some snow, but come on, how beautiful is that first snowfall? Gotta love it. And of course, we have the Santa Claus Parade tonight, and course, everyone's going to start, I'm sure, hanging up their decorations soon in the next week or so if they're not doing it already. But, of course, is that time of year. Uh, as far as the summer goes, hey, it's done. The real estate market starts slowing down. And as far as mortgages and real estate, well, there's something out there that cools down the market, and it is the temperature. So we definitely do see that here in Canada. And that is kind of unique when we're up in these uh, northern parts because that's exactly what it does. You could have a hot market. But the next thing you know, people just aren't selling their house in the winter because, you know, maybe they got to do the new roof or paint the eave troughs or do something that they can't get outside to do it. Therefore, we all kind of hibernate and the market cools off. Now, the interesting part of that is when it comes into the springtime, you know, how soon does it pick up? So if you're out there thinking of getting into real estate, and what I mean by that is are you thinking of selling soon? Hmm. I've got some people in now. We've brought up some interesting facts, some, some real estate agents brought up here in the city that it is still a strong market right now. And the interesting thing is you might be able to sell your house for asking. I've seen some going for more. So, you know, that's a huge advantage to you. Now, if you're thinking that, oh, well, geez, I need to upgrade that bathroom first and I want to kind of freshen up the the kitchen before I do this, well, don't go, you might, it might not be worth putting $5,000 into your house now to freshen it up because then if you're going to wait until the spring to sell it, that might be a cooler market and therefore, hey, for the five grand difference, it might be worth it to sell it now and let the people kind of do them, do the painting and things themselves. So something to consider when talking to your real estate agent. So on today's show, I always bring up kind of what's trending in mortgages or what's going on as of late. Or, of course, I know who our listeners are and teaching you, you know, kind of, hey, did you know or, you know, something's new in mortgages. So we've always talked about this new stress test and how the rules have changed. That's a whole show in its own. Maybe we'll do that soon. But one topic that's kind of creeping up, and I've never brought it up here on the radio show, so we're going to do this today for the first time, and it's because I know the audience. But still, audience, have a listen, because this this show today, you're going to learn that, wow, I did not know that. So please, please, we're going to get into the show good. Uh, Be ready to, you know, think open-minded. Think outside the box, and we're going to get a little bit deep onto credit. Today, we're talking about mortgage credit, your credit score, okay, here in Canada. You have two ways of getting it, TransUnion or Equifax. Equifax is the one that most institutions, including the governments, they like to use. So Equifax, I like to say, is the dominant one. So if you don't want to waste your time, uh, you know, go right to Equifax.ca to figure out what your credit is. On there, you'll have, I don't have it in front of me and I should, but I think it's about $23.95. It's called Score Power. That's the way I like to see it because I can really break down and help teach how you can improve your credit score. Now, why am I talking about credit score on here? Because I know a lot of my listeners already have equity in the house. Um, for example, there's a lot of people that listen to the show that maybe bought a house years ago for 300, 400, 500,000 and now it's worth, you know, 400, 500, 600,000. We have free equity and I, I had a gentleman like I said on the last show that came in and he only owes 200,000 on his house uh, and it's worth 650,000, but lo and behold, we found out some things within that he, he could find some huge savings. If you want to go listen to that podcast, we made a difference in that gentleman's life of about $1,600 per month 
not just $16 per month. So please go have a listen. Now, if you're tuning in here and you're like, you want to what? I like what I'm hearing. Please Google Mortgage Teacher. Read for yourselves. Read what the locals are saying. Read what, uh, how we've helped other people, whether it's a refinance, a purchase. And today what we're going to talk about is credit. Maybe you feel you have good credit, but you don't know. Or maybe you're listening to say, what do I need credit for? You're right. You only need a good credit score when you're asking to borrow money. And maybe you don't need another house. Uh, you don't need to borrow money, but perhaps you do want a renovation loan. We had someone in the other day that wants to add a couple hundred thousand dollars to the Grand Bend Cottage. Great idea. So they want to borrow for a short time. And of course, when you're borrowing money, and even uh, we have people coming in to take over a business, your credit score can affect you. If you're looking to get an investment loan, your credit score can affect you. And and even in my business, uh, creating an investment company or getting involved, your credit score can affect if a business partner will take you on. So today we're going to get pretty deep into how this credit score works. And like I said earlier in the show, be ready to think outside the box, guys, because let's be honest. I mean, we've all been raised with the same sort of ethics from, you know, I'm, I'm raised in Dorchester, a small town, so I want to say I'm you know, my, my ethics are pretty sound. You know, use your credit card, pay it off. Use your credit card, pay it off. Uh, I'll give you a good example. Say I have a $1,000 credit card and I'm using it, paying it off, using it and paying it off. That's the way I was raised. Isn't that the way you should? That is good. Now, I would go to my parents and say, you know, they keep sending me letters to increase the limit to 3000 and to 5000 and even $7,000. And guess what my parents said? No, you don't need their money. No problem. You stick with your $1,000 card, use it, pay it off. You don't need to raise the limit. Now, I hope you are all shaking your head yes, because that's the way we were raised, because ethically that is correct. Don't borrow unless you need it. On the other side of the coin, say you take a car loan over eight years. No, no, no. My parents would say, come on, Michael. In eight years, you, can, you should go take overtime and you know pay that car off in five years. Agree? Say you have two credit card debts, you know? I owe $22,000 on, on this card and I owe 20000 on this card. But this card is, uh, you know, 20% and this credit card is 8%. So we were raised to pay the higher interest rate down to zero first and then pay the other one off. And in fact, if you don't need the credit card, pay it down to zero and cut it up. Throw that out. You don't need their credit. Now, I gave you these examples because these are the ethics that we have been typically raised with credit score. Do you agree? Like I said, you don't need the, the more credit. Just use what you need. In fact, there's an old theory, and I want to see if anyone gets it out there. Okay, an old, old wives' tale, we could call it. And here's what it is. When I got my first credit card, I was 18 years old. You know, I was working. I was working a lot. And driving back and forth from work, that's pretty much my, what my life during the week consisted of. Okay? So I was told, Michael, get this credit card. Use it for blank only. I'll repeat myself. When you got your first credit card, let's think way back. Say, Michael, here's your first credit card. Use it for blank only. We'll see what you're thinking out there. Okay? And then pay it off every single month. That's what I was raised with. Now, let's think, what was it? A lot of you are probably thinking emergency. Ah, but the problem with that, have you ever heard this line? No credit is worse than bad credit. If you haven't, it's out there. Yes, and that is true. No credit is worse than bad credit. You do want to have credit, okay? So, therefore, using your credit card for emergency only, well, I'm not going to lie. Hopefully, you don't have to use it. So, no, the old wise tale was use your card for gas 
That's because, well, I'm 43 now, so back in the 90s, that's because I didn't have Netflix coming off my credit card. I didn't have these sort of things, automatic withdrawals. We didn't trust our credit cards that way. So instead, we were trained, use it for gas, because gas, Michael, you're going to need to spend gas every single month to get to work. Therefore, use your credit card for all the gas and then pay it off. Now, if we go back to the 90s, gas was probably, you know, $100 a month and not $400 a month now. So I'm going to modernize that tale. Now, with that being said, whoa, time went by fast. Let's go to a quick news break. But when I come back, please tune in because we're going to talk about how to make your credit score go through the roof and get a little bit deeper on how this algorithm, that's right, it's an algorithm, folks, how it works. And we'll get back right after this. If you want to look us up, look us up at mortgageteacher.com. I'm Michael Mullis. Go into this news break. We'll be back right after this. Okay, and welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. If you're just tuning in now, I was warning everyone, this is going to be a great show talking about credit score, things I bet you didn't know. So we, we went, to the, and if you were listening before, sorry, thank you very much for remaining tuning in because hopefully you're excited to, to hear what I have to say about how this score works. Throughout this show, I've been telling you, please be prepared to think outside the box. And now I'm going to hit you with how the credit algorithm really works. If we want to look back in the history of credit score, guys, it's always been called a beacon score, a credit score. But as of about nine months ago, and the funny thing is, it's always been a mystery how this score works. So earlier in the program, I talked about some ethics that we were used to, and I'll name the main one. For example, when you're using a credit card, we were raised to use it, but please pay it off in full. That's the way our parents raised us. But, but who trained our parents how to use credit? It's probably a parent that worked at a bank. Our education has always come from branch level. And now as consumers, we're starting to realize, wait a minute, banks care about their profits and just maybe, maybe their advice is not the best for me. Think about it. They're trying to sell us people for debt. And I've talked about that many times in the show. So this is not against any of the banks. Mortgage Teacher works with every bank. The banks love Mortgage Teacher. We help save them money and and give them smart, you know, easy to work with mortgages. On the consumer side, where we help is we help advise you best. So I am going against the bank's advice towards things because I feel that's a little bit sales-oriented, okay? So when it comes to credit score, we get people coming on, and it's sad. We had a a surgeon here in the city. So mortgage teacher helps a lot of doctors with planning ahead, getting rid of the debt in a wise way to convert over to investing sooner. So a lot of people are out here giving you a mortgage, guys. Mortgage teacher is the first company to help you Get rid of the debt. And that's what we're going to do. So one of the key components with helping do this is having a strong credit score and knowing why and how to keep it high. Okay? So what's happened in the past, the score used to be out of 800 points. Okay? So your score could go up to 800. The funny thing is now it's raised to 900. Now, it's never really disclosed exactly how the score works, but here at Mortgage Teacher, we have a 100% success rate. I have taken people's credit scores from as low as, you know, 500 and change, way up to 800. And I even have an example on today's show of uh, the honest-to-gosh truth of someone that came in an, a year and a half ago, and I warned them, please keep using your credit card. Like I said earlier in the show, you have to use your credit or else your score will plummet down, okay? So let's get into this a little deeper. So now the score is out of eight or 900 points, but what they measure on, 80, I, I feel it's about 85% of your scoring, whether it goes up, is measured on utilization. What the heck am I saying? What I mean, if you want me to break it down simple, the bank's giving you a leash. Let's see if you choke yourself. 
Sorry to be blunt, but that's the truth. Say you have a $1,000 card. My parents were wrong with the old advice, and here's what I mean. I had a $1,000 credit card, and I would use it to its full, uh, use it to what, 760 and then it paid itself off on the due date. Then I would use it to 820 the next month. It would, I had it set to pay itself off. Now, isn't that perfect? Use your credit card. It pays itself off on the due date. Of course, I go into my bank to make sure I have the account, uh, the money, the funds, but that's how I was using my card. Use it, pay it off. Um, that's what I advise most people to do, but my I was asking to increase the limit to 3000 to 5000 like I said. And my parents said, no, 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 you don't need their money. Aha, that's where they were wrong. Please listen to this. Write this down. So now what you need to do is use only 30% of the limit. So when I had a $1,000 card, I was using up to 900 sometimes, even 800 And what happens is, although I was paying it off in full, I was losing 20 to 25 points. Can you believe that? It's all measured on how much I use of the card. Now, say on the 10th of the month, I use the card up to, you know, $900. And then on the 11th, I pay it off. It will still report to Equifax how much you used. Therefore, only use 30%. So on my credit card example, I raised the limit to about 3000 And I only use 1000 like I was. You're still only using the exact same amount. But please, increase your limit so it looks like to the lending institutions that... You're not using all the money they're giving you. That's where we've been steered the wrong way. We must, there's only a very small area to earn points. So if you have a credit card, I'll give you an example, my mortgage teacher company card. Uh, There's a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this show, a lot of business owners. So if you have a business loan running under your name, or maybe you gave uh, one of your kids a card and they're using it, don't let them use any higher than 75%. So my example, if you use your card up to 800 out of 1,000 and then you pay it off, believe it or not, believe it or not, you will lose about 15 points that month. What? Michael, you don't know what you're talking about. I can prove you right. Right in front of my face, I have a credit bureau from someone I dealt with in September 2017. I also, they just came in recently, two years later, and here's what happened. So back then, they came to see me in 2017 and their score was 793 out of 800. That is a fantastic credit score, of course. Now, if I look a little deeper into his credit, what we see here is I look for habits. And the good thing is there's no bad habits here. He has a $3,000 visa at a zero balance, so not really using it. And then there's another visa that there is a balance. There's a $5,000 limit owing about, you know, $2,500. Now, one thing about our credit lines, or sorry, the lines on our credit score There's different kinds of loans, okay? So if you have a revolving loan, that's like a credit card or a line of credit. So that means you can take money off, put money back. It's a revolving door of money. Makes sense? Then we also have what we call installment loans. Now, installment loan is more like a student loan, a vehicle loan, something that you just keep making the same payment until you hit zero. And then, of course, we have the mortgage loan. Now, what you don't know is we don't really earn points from the installment loan for our cars and our mortgage. We don't make any points. So we are all highly measured on how we use our credit cards. So if you were using my example before, or let's go back to this gentleman here, actually. So here I can see good habits. He has a car payment he's making and everything's going great. The credit score, like I said, was 793. 
Now, I put them in a house two years ago and I warned them, please keep using your credit score. But of course, if you own the house, you know, things are going well with money. Let's see what happened with this person's habits. They came in, like I said, two years later. So we just pulled the credit bureau a month or so ago. And the score went from 793 out of 800 to down to 662 out of 900. So now this score doesn't look good at all. So I'm like, whoa, what happened? I look down the credit score thinking, what, did you miss payments? Nope, not at all. I look and the only thing that's changed is, well, there's a mortgage now. So that's great. So never missed a payment on the mortgage. So you mean to tell me there was a good credit score. They went and bought a house and they're making more payments, never been late. But what blows my mind is the two credit cards. Remember I said he had one credit card. He owed about 2500 I can see on here he hasn't carried a balance on that credit card since February 2019. So what that has done is it's reduced the score. His score has gone from 790 down to 660. So here's a perfect example of maybe someone like you that assumes, hey, I make my payments on time, so clearly my credit score is awesome. But like I'm teaching you on this show, it's much more than that. It's all on utilization. Now, all we're trying to do here, people, is we all have habits. What is a habit? A habit is just something you do and you don't even notice it. For example, do you always open the door with your right hand? Okay, these are just habits that you do and you don't notice. Now, what has been created under our noses and we don't know is a lot of financing habits that unfortunately the habits are working against us because the banks have taught them. We're just taking those habits, reversing them so they're good habits. Like I said for the scenario, I use my credit card for gas only and paid it off. So now with automation, you can create good habits. For example, I have clients that come in and say, Mike, I don't want a credit card in my wallet. I will spend it unwisely. Okay, that's unfortunate that you can't discipline yourself, but I understand. Here's that we can outsmart it. What if you had a credit card that your Netflix came off or your Amazon Prime, something that's just a couple dollars? It comes off your credit card. And meanwhile, you set it up that at the end of the month, that credit card pays itself off in full. Hopefully, you have $13 or $17 in your bank account. And of course, it would pay itself off. That card can sit in your top drawer so you don't spend it unwisely. Meanwhile, just like my parents raised me with gas, okay, that sounded wrong. (laughs) But if they raised me with spending on gas, you would spend it on Netflix, then it pays itself off. The golden, golden goose, people. Use your credit card only up to 30% of its limit. And then, yes, if you want to pay it off, feel free to pay it off. So what I'm trying to get you, if you give your your child a, a credit card or someone else, please only use 30% of the limit. Wow. Time went by so fast. I'm Michael Mullis. I hope you enjoyed that. I'm president of a company called Mortgage Teacher, and that's exactly what we're doing here today, teaching you how to maximize on your credit score and maximize on paying the least amount of interest possible. If you like this and other tips we've given, please look us up at mortgageteacher.com. I'm signing off and have yourselves a fantastic weekend.